Amen. Well, you know, uh, this week I've been spending a lot of time in prayer and doing a lot of visiting and talking to a lot of folks. And I said, oh, what is it that you're going to show us this week? And he says, you know, we just need to be living in his presence. So that's the title of today, in his presence. And I thought, you know, sometimes we go through a dry period, a dry time. What do you mean, buddy? What do you mean by that? You ever feel like, man, God, are you listening? Do you hear me? You know? And as I was preaching that to the couch last night, all the regular KTPers say amen because they know that every Saturday night, man, I'm up there. Man, Lord, what do you got for us? Putting the icing on the cake, you know, in the, in the jam room and, and, and just spending time with the Lord. And I said, you know, sometimes you just feel, Lord, are you listening? And immediately when I said that, he said, are you listening? And I was like, that could be a big, that could be a big sticking point, right? Because a lot of times we just start giving God our grocery list. And then we just shut it down. We're ready to go, right? But you know, there's so much. So he's got a, a lot uh, better plan than what I got. Amen? Amen? All right. So we need to be listening to what he says. So a lot of times, I think, is maybe we're not listening. Or maybe God's just being still and quiet for us to get to the point where we say, hey, you know what? In my own strength, everything else is exhausted. And, and you know, and what, I, what I got going, I can't fix this, Lord. But you can. And you get to a place where the peace and joy and love and forgiveness of God um, just starts to just comfort us through those times, you know? And so, you know, I was thinking more about that. And, and sometimes those times when we don't hear God speaking to our hearts, it's scary, amen? You know, and doubt starts to come in and it gets kind of lonely. It's a scary time. And then, you know what happens? The devil will jump in there and start trying to get you to doubt your faith and doubt the Lord, amen? He's like, well, you know, uh, this ain't going this way. This ain't going that way. But I'm going to tell you what, God is good, amen? Even when we don't understand it, we can look at his track record and it's pretty doggone good, isn't it? It's awesome. And so, you know, that's what we're going to trust today. That, you know what, we're not going to let the enemy start weaving that web of fear, uh, doubt and disappointment and stuff in our hearts and minds. We're going to fill up on the word of God. Amen. We're going to run into his presence. Now, I use this acronym a lot called HALT. I learned it years ago. It's not on a sheet. But when this thing starts to happen and we feel like our ground's being shaken and everything, I want you to remember this. This is, this is, this is a hors d'oeuvre. Is that what you say? This is extra here. You know, uh, HALT, H-A-L-T. And I saw that one time I was studying through some Charles Stanley and stuff, and it was just amazing. He says, you know, eight, he says, uh, don't get too hungry. Feed on the Word of God, right? For the A, don't get too angry. We get angry sometimes, you know, but God understands that. He made us. He wired us. He knows everything. He said, don't get too lonely and don't get too tired. When any of those things start to come into our life, we need to be putting on the full armor of God, amen? We need to realize who we are in Christ. Surround yourself with some other brothers and sisters. Dig in the word of God. And I'm glad everybody's here today. Because you know, just like Tiny said, we come together as a family. I call it spokes on the wheel for Jesus. We just keep moving around and around and around. But the centerpiece is about the Lord. Amen. So I want you to, to write this scripture down. And you guys can look it up later, but I'm going to read it to you. Um, God's never changing. Amen. Did somebody say amen? Well, I mean, you know, because sometimes your friends, they might, get, they might get changing. You know, circumstance change. You know, my mind changes a lot of things, but God never changes, ready? Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, that's a good thing to get high in your heart. Because when, when the waves are coming over the boat and everything's shaking, I have to go back to those building blocks and go, you know what? I don't understand this. I don't understand what's going on here or anything else, but I know that you don't change. And I know you never leave me or forsake me. And I might not understand everything this side of heaven, but you know what? I'm going to trust you, Lord. Lord, help me to trust you. That's where it really comes down to. Lord, help me to trust you because I can't get my mind around it. But as I walk with the Lord and he breathes life back into our life, we start to see 
where his fingerprints carried us, where he's walked with us, you know? And so sometimes in the darkest part of the day, let me tell you, you think you're all alone, but I'm here to tell you that God is with you, amen? And you got a lot of good friends walking with you too, amen? And that's a good thing to know. How can we be a blessing? So what creeps in our life sometimes to rob that presence of God? And I thought about that. And I said, really, you know, when we look at God's not bound by time, but we are. So we got a past, we got the present, and we got the future. So if you look on your handout, we're going to kind of break that out and look at a few things, uh, life areas in our life uh, to help shine some of the light on of God's presence in the midst of what's going on. Regardless of our circumstances, and I pray that the Lord will illuminate the treasure of his truth <coughs> in his love for us today. Amen. So our scripture that we're going to be jumping in on is right here, 1 Corinthians 3.16. And it says, do, not, do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? Now, I'm going to unpack a few things from Tuesday night. We've been uh, doing a study uh, this last few weeks. We're really talking about God's presence, God, God being in the temple in the Old Testament. And, and, you know, everybody had to come back and bring that sacrifice once a year. You know, we talked about it in the last uh, couple of messages and things like that. But after Jesus rose at Pentecost, the Holy Spirit, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, dwells in every believer. Now, you think about when they made the temple, God was telling them, man, it had to be just so. It had to be this way. It had to be so many cubics. It had to be this type of uh, gold. It had to be all these things. It had to be perfect for God's presence to enter that. Now, think about this. God lives in you. Wow. And guess what? He still has the same standards. You say, what? Man, I, I don't have everything in one little box? No. Guess what God does? And through the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, he purged our sin while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. He doesn't do a past job. He says, man, if anyone be in Christ is a new creation, the old has passed away, behold, the new has come. He's done the work from the inside out. And when we call on the Lord Jesus through faith and what he's done and, and the finished work of the cross, Holy Spirit comes in and, and seals us. I got plenty of scripture to back that up because I want you guys smiling. Y'all going to be walking lighter when you leave here today. Amen. This is an encouraging message. message. So one of the other things that Lord was showing me, he said, we really need to practice his presence. And I was like, what do you mean practice his presence? You know, you hear that sometimes. And the Lord said, spend time with me. That's a good word. Now, does that mean show up every time the church doors open? God's leading you to. We got room for you. Does that mean, uh, you know, I got to read my Bible from sunup to sundown if God's leading you to? But it's not the duty. It's the relationship. And from the relationship, God will draw you in the direction and the time and the things like that for you to spend time with him. You know, if I got up and go, man, I got to go see my mom. I'm going to go spend some time with my mom today. Okay. No, I get to go spend some time with my mom. Or your, 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 you know, whatever, your, your family. Being, oh, man. And let me just say this. Christmas time, a lot of time for people, we think it's just going to be so great. Right? Well, every family's wired different. And some people are going, oh, my gosh. Uncle Fred's coming, right? You know, Aunt Lulu's coming. Well, you know what? This is an opportunity to love them to the Lord. This is an opportunity to see what you've really been pouring in your heart, how you respond to them, right? And like I said before, my niece and nephew probably going, that means Uncle Buddy's coming up, right? <laughs> so uh, if they're listening to this online, you know what? Hey, man, I'm here. What's going on? What's up? You know? So they just have to love me through it. But I'm going to tell you, God will get us through. Uh, God is faithful. So with that being said, uh, take out your handouts and let's kind of walk through a few things here and unpack what God's got for us. I want to talk a little bit about our past, right? Every now and then, well, some of y'all are my friends on Facebook and I try to pray in the morning and ask, well, give, give us a 
Give us a marching order for today. Well, give me something encouraging to share with everybody today. And this is something he gave me this week while I was just spending time working on this message. I said, don't let your past drive your future. Let the Lord's forgiveness chart your course to victory. Amen. Let God chart your course to victory. Now, I'm going to tell you, I know that's God because that's like five o'clock in the morning, man. I'm not even thinking straight. So if I ever spell something wrong, love me through it. All right. But I just want to share that with you. And so here's the thing. I hear this a lot. I bet you guys hear it. You might say it. I'm sure I say it sometimes. Yeah, man, but you just don't know my past. We went out to eat with Debbie and him the other day, and I was sharing some things from my past, and I felt bad because I thought Grayson was going to choke on the chips. He said, it's amazing you were alive. I was like, God's good, isn't he? Isn't he just good? He's just good. And I will tell you this. You know what I was telling you about my buddy Earl? I saw him yesterday. In, 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 in the firecracker story, he said, yeah, I had that yellow shirt and it blew up right on there. Y'all have to go out to eat with us sometime, I'll tell you. But anyway, getting back to where we were, uh, you know, we used to, man, I tell you, if anything would burn or smoke or go fast, we were like, hey, let's do that. You know, just having fun. And man, there's something to be said about a praying mama, amen? Man, you need a praying mama and daddy, right? So you hear a lot of times, man, you know what? You don't know about my past. And I said, you know, that's true. But God knew about your past. He knows about your future. And it still didn't stop him from loving you. I want you to hear that. It didn't stop him from loving you. We all have a past. You know, you think about it. If you, we think past five years ago, last week, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. But, you know, if I'm right here, that's my past. That's my past. You know? So where are we living? Are we living plowing backwards and looking back and not knowing where we're going? Or are we really walking in the presence of God and allowing him to take the things and the mistakes, maybe? And everything's not bad in our past. I'm not saying that. But there's a lot of things we need to leave it on, right? And, and I think that song was right on time for that. But a lot of times I find this. We, we get so wrapped up around that. And, and we don't need to treasure our trash. What do you mean by that? Well, man, we just won't pull it into the next day. We just want to keep on pulling the past in, pulling the past in. You ever had somebody, and, and you're working through some forgiveness, but they still got the shovel lip? I forgive you. Wow, thanks. Man, come on. Man, I mean, that lip is stiff. But guess what? I got a funny feeling you're getting a layer of that on your heart, too. And when God starts to pound on it, it just hardens your heart. That doesn't mean, I say this often because I really, really believe this. When we forgive somebody, that doesn't mean we agree with the offense, amen? We don't, we don't agree with the offense. But we agree that we're not going to let that situation shackle us and rob our present and our future, amen? That's a good word right there. I'm going to tell you, because we do. And what do we always say? Yeah, but. Got to go. Yeah, but. You don't know, buddy, what happened to me. I don't. Yeah, but, but, you know, yeah, but, yeah, but, and we start inserting all these things, and guess what? It's your past, and you're allowing the past to come in to strangle the presence, and man, that's not good. And guess what? Not only will it rob you, it'll rob your family, you know? You know, something's going on, and, and you come back in, well, that's not right, at work or whatever, you know, come back. I really try to leave work at work. I really do, you know? And, and hey, I'm not saying you can't come home, you need to talk about it. Pray about it, all those things. And then talk about it and pray about it. And then talk about it and pray about it. Talk about it, pray about it, talk about it, pray about it. And you're going, wait a minute. I thought we just talked about it and prayed about it. So then we leave it behind. All right. It's going to be a long ride home. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good. 
Click. Here we go. That's probably me rehearsing it, rehearsing it. Yeah, I love it, baby. Anyway. <laughs> oh, man, we have a good time here. What, what else was I looking at? Pray for your pastor. Uh, don't rehearse the hurt, but embrace the grace. You know, moving forward isn't easy, but it is necessary, amen? It is necessary all the time. We need to be going. You know, we, we, what happens is I wrote this down. I said, be sure to read it. And, and I put it in. I said, you know what? If you really think about it, focus on your, if, if you get so focused on your past, it can short circuit your present and sidetrack your future. Man, we don't need that. We don't want that. Let's keep on rolling here. This, I spend more talking to people about this situation than anything I talk about anything else. And I, I'll just read it out here. Receive the pardon of your past. What do you mean, buddy? I'll put a scripture up there that is right on the money for that. Romans 5.1, therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Done, past, finished. It's finished on the cross, right? So look at that. But we want to just go and rehearse that hurt and we want to hold on to it. And, and we've been made right in God's sight by what? Works? Nope. Bank account? Nope. Uh, beauty cream you use? Nope. Inside joke? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. See, if you miss a week, you go, what is he talking about? Right? But it's by faith. It's by faith in what? In who? In Jesus Christ and the finished work of what he's done. Amen. That's what I want us to see. That's what I want us to understand. Well, take a look at this. I'm going to have to talk through this because it's probably not a proper sentence, but I can tell you what it means. All right? I said, your past has been swallowed up. Your past has been swallowed up. Presently. Right now. It's done. Okay? Moving forward, right now, because of his sacrifice to give you an amazing future as we experience his loving presence. I wanted to get past, present, and future in, in that sentence. And you know what? If you go to kick it there, you can do it. You can just put it in there. You know? And then when you really like it, you say, that, that's an amen right there. You know? But I'm going to tell you what. Yeah. Yes, indeed. But what I want you to see is, you know, what, what God did is so awesome and so great. It's bigger than any sin in your life. What? Yes. Past, present, and future. It's bigger than that. That's the grace of God. That's the love of God. Man, I want you to get that because it's freeing. It's freeing right there. Let's take a look at this. But we still do this, don't we? Don't drag the bag of past mistakes into the future. Are you all ready for a little fun? Are you ready? I'm going all in. I'm going all in for this. Say, I love my past. Thank, thank you, Mom. I said, yeah, I love my pastor, right? All right. I, I, I thought that was a good place to say amen. I'm going to get some water on this one. Don't choke. Amen. Don't choke. <laughs> all right, a little blast from the past, all right? Everybody's got a past. Put your hands up if you got a past. Everybody's got a past, Jake. <laughs> I had the best with you, man. He was, hey, no, he was the first one. He was the first one. He was the first one. I'm just messing with you, brother. Hey, you... I'm going to get mine right here. <laughs> so I said, you know what? It's, uh, are you ever glad, are, are you ever glad that, yeah, are you ever glad that they didn't have Facebook when you were a kid, if, you, if you're around my age? You're going to see why. You're going to see why right here in just a minute. And, and, and this is just amazing, man. You know, I want to share a few pictures of my past and tell you a few stories, all right, if that's all right. And these are the pictures that your mama keeps under the coffee table. These are the revenge photos, right? When you don't cut the grass, they come out when friends come over. 
I'm telling you. But everybody's got a past. And your past can affect other people's future, right? And, and just it can really just have a lot of impact on people. Like, for example, my guidance counselor. Uh, you can have a lot of impact on that right there. He's not my guidance counselor. I'm just teasing. But you know what? We were playing some music one time, and this was our sound man. This is the guy that you got to lean on. He's going to take care of everything. But we just turned everything up so loud that he had no control, right? So, you know, man, that's probably not a good thing. But also, you know, I remember my guidance counselor saying, you know what? Use your head, boy. So I said, okay, I can do that. See, but if you got a friend that's got a head fatter than yours, you might want to use that, right? Yeah. Never put an ink pen in your pajama bottoms. Right? Yeah. All right. All right, something else, right? So if you're going to use your head, right? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, these are prices, right? So what else was I thinking? I said, okay, I'll use my head, right? So some of the places we would play, I would use my head. Yes, that is a real motorcycle helmet on backwards. Yes, indeed. And I believe my sister made that outfit I got on from my mom's curtains. I'm not sure. <laughs> not good. You want to leave this stuff behind, right? Just telling you. What else? It might be a good thing to know who you're dealing with, right? If you got a friend in the witness protection program, it might be a good thing to know because he didn't grow that overnight, right? I was like, what's up with that? We'll talk about it later, right? And something else you want to leave in your past. You really don't want your, well, you really don't want your kids to see all your pictures, right? Look at my, look at my boys. Wave, my hand, wave your hand. I want you to notice their haircuts right there, right? You want to know why they wear their hair like this? Because of that right there. <laughs> yes. My dad said, man, you need a haircut. I said, you ain't seen the rest of the guys. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. See, Alan, when you don't show up, what happens? <laughs> and last but not least, the thing you definitely want to leave behind. All right. Anybody remember halter tops? Uh, for girls. Yeah, for girls, yeah. Yeah, somebody didn't tell me that. Yeah. <laughs> I wish they would have told me that, right? So uh, those are things that you probably need to leave behind. Y'all had fun with that, didn't you? Get a little hand clap. Stop going past the body. It's okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I got the same haircut. And, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I will say this. Do you know who told me I was going to be a preacher before I was going to be a preacher that I even thought about being a preacher? That lady right there. Thank you for praying for me, Grandmama. I love you. I got a little something I want to put in here. I wrote this the other day. I said, if it, if it doesn't matter, let it go. So let's let that go. <laughs> if it does matter, give it to God. So we're going to deal with it. All right. We're moving on. I just had to have a little fun with that. I'm sure I will. Tim, do not. Do not let that get on the internet. That could be rough. Well, we talk about our past and everybody has a past. And you know what? Even through that, we had a lot of good times and stuff. And later on, you know what happened? When I gave my life to the Lord and I was still riding the fence, you know, I got to share a lot of Jesus with people when I was still doing that stuff. And I still do it anywhere, any way we can, even if I had to wear my pajamas and tell them about Jesus. Everybody said, why are you wearing those pants? I said, we're playing late. You know? <laughs> I'm good to go. Right? Well, let's jump into the presence fast. Boom. All right. Let's take a look at this. Something else the Lord gave me to share with you guys this week. I said, let the love of the Lord mold you into all you can be. There is so much that he desires for you. Taste the sweetness of his grace and experience his presence today. Do you believe God loves you? 
Okay. But do you believe he actively loves you right now? Right now. Even after last night? Even about the argument on the way to church? Yeah. Huh? Everybody say, how did he know that? Yeah. (laughs) I want you to see that he loves you right here, right now. Regardless. God's good. Amen. And as we draw near to Jesus, he continues to just open our hearts. And, and, you know, are we conscious of that love? Are we focused on or are we focused on our performance? See, a lot of times we get focused on our performance. I'm going to tell you what. I don't care how good our performance is if our heart's right. Does that make sense? I really believe that if our heart is right and we're doing what we can and we're doing it for the right reason, God's going to bless that. God's going to look at it and say, you know what? They're serving me out of a love relationship, not out of I got to. I have to. That's a relationship. And that's what I hope that we see. And so how do we do that? Well, I was looking at a few things and I thought, man, a couple of things I just put up. Come clean with God. You know, a lot of times our past can can just really cause a lot of uh, blockage in our heart and our forgiveness and freedom and stuff. I said, you know what? God already knows our past. We just need to agree with him about it. You know, we don't need to be hiding it up under here. He already knows. And so I got a scripture for you on that. First John 1, 9 says, tells us, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Man, that's the best news you can hear today, isn't it? All unrighteousness. I want you to hear that. Well, what else? Well, you know what? We need to read his word. But I, always, I like to add this. Read the word aloud. Why do you say aloud? I think that's great. Because the scripture right here, Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Thank you. I think I had a flashback from one of those pictures. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when we're speaking it, guess what? We're hearing it. And it's coming back and resonating in our, in our hearts and our minds and our lives. And I think that's a good thing. It's something about speaking the word of God. It's something about giving. It brings a life to that situation. And so that's what I want you to see that. It's, it's important that we understand that. Well, sing them a love song. And they say, well, man, I'm not a singer. Then make a joyful noise. Praise the Lord. You know what? He said, I can't sing. You can hum. You know, sing a song. And, and just lift up the Lord. What else? Because, you know, when I think about it, the Bible says God inhabits the praise of his people. Just praise him. And you know what? It might be just not even a song. Maybe it's just saying the name of Jesus. You guys heard me tell this before. I'll go through a drive-thru. I will share some Jesus in a drive-thru. You will have some cold French fries, baby, if you buy our meat. You know? So I'll come through there. And, and you know, you can, can you sometimes tell when somebody knows Jesus? Can you? Yeah, you can tell sometimes, right? Can you tell sometimes when people need Jesus? Amen. I got a mirror, right? I need them all the time. But I love pulling up there. And, and you know, you get all, sometimes I say, hey, how you doing? He's like, and I usually say this. And I think, I said, you know, I think they know the Lord. I said, you know what? I think you know somebody that I do. They'll, they'll say, who? I said, come a little closer. They're leaning out past the fry machine. Who? I said, Jesus. They go, I do know Jesus. I said, I thought you did. God's good. And man, next thing you know, you get extra ketchup and everything. You are in favor already. Right? I'm telling you, man, two straws, everything else. But it's still talking when you drive it out. You know, doing this stuff, man. It's awesome. That's good. And also, y'all can do this. How many people go to Chick-fil-A? Everybody raise a hand? Yes. I like to say my pleasure before they do. You know, I just do. Because they always do that. They get ready. They go, is that complete your order? I go, yes. I go, my pleasure. They go, thank you. I just have fun with that. But also, I said, you know, I always, I, I love saying the name Jesus. I always say, because you can't say Jesus without a smile. Y'all heard me say, say Jesus without a smile. Jesus. 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 Hey, whatever you play, come on. Say Jesus. 
Man, I got to tell you this story. It wasn't in the script. I was in the bathroom the other day brushing my teeth. Yeah. <laughs> love my neighbor. Love my neighbor. These guys grew up with me. They still come to church. But I love you, Jeff. It's all. So I'm brushing my teeth. And I started laughing. I started laughing. I brushed my teeth. And they go, what's so funny? My dad was from West Virginia. So, so yeah, amen. Right? And I can say this because we got people from West Virginia. And I was coming out there. And they said, what is so funny? I said, man, I remember when I was about 13 or 14, my dad took me to the dentist, right? And the guy said, Mr. Chad, we need you to come back here. And he come back there and looked in the mouth and everything. He said, your son could really benefit from braces. Guess what? We didn't get him. But anyway, <laughs> and he's looking at this. And he goes, yeah, 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 yeah. My dad, my dad I said, oh, man, I guess I'm going to get braces, you know? Now everybody gets braces, you know? Back then, that was a big deal. You know, he's thinking like, you know what? We're going to go on vacation. You're going to get your teeth fixed. Smile. Because we're going on vacation. So anyway, I go, and we get in the car, and I'm thinking, well, Dad, what, what, what do you think about them braces? He said, what braces? I said, he got amnesia that fast. I said, Dad, said, man said, I need braces. He said, oh, he's just trying to get you a money. Boy, you all right? I said, Dad, look at these teeth. He taught me, he said, look at these. I said, I'm good. Hey, <laughs> Amen. Hey, Jesse got the bubble teeth out of the, the thing, you know, the little bubble teeth. And he took him over to Paul Paul. My dad said, where'd you get them things? He thought it was an upgrade, man. <laughs> got to love it, man. Got to love it. It's crazy. I have no idea where I'm at, but I'm going to keep on rolling. Here we go. Say a prayer. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. You brought me back. Say a prayer, man. My goodness. You know what? And I don't just mean giving God the grocery list like we say. But you know what? The name of Jesus is so sweet. I said this, you know, it's the, the name of Jesus is above every other name. No other name is going to find salvation in. Uh, it's just amazing, man. You get a scripture for that right down Acts 4.12. You can go back and take a look at that. But you know what? Say a prayer. Communication with the king. We have the privilege because of what Jesus Christ has done. And us being in right relationship. And the Holy Spirit living in us that we can talk to our Heavenly Father anytime. We can come boldly through the, to the throne of grace because we have a way. The way's been made. The way is Jesus. Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. He's made the way. We're in his presence daily if we decide to walk in that because he indwells us. Isn't that something? Think about that. I want y'all to say this. The Lord lives in me. Now you think about that when you're doing something. You say, man, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And then you just hear that voice. The Lord lives in me. Well, I don't understand how to do this. God said, I'll give you wisdom. Why? Because the Lord lives in me. I want that to be your takeaway today. The Lord lives in me. If I put my faith and trust in the Lord, he lives in me. He doesn't just come camp out and leave. He's there for all eternity. Amen? So I want us to take a look at this. And something else I see is this. Little becomes much when you become aware of his presence. There's things that, that, that we do sometimes you think it's really not a big deal. It's not a big deal. And then later on, you find out from, a, from somebody else, maybe a random act of kindness really impacted somebody's life. Maybe that phone call or maybe that prayer or maybe that text message. You say, hey, man, I was thinking about you today. Hey, you know what? God had you on my heart today. This morning I got up and I was thinking about my sweetie, Miss Rose. It was on my mind today. I just out of the blue. I visit with her, call her sometime. We hang. We've got a great relationship. But I haven't seen her in a while. And I said, man, I need to text her. I hope she can come today. And she came in, I took off running, I said, you came today. Man, God put that on my heart. I'm so good, good when, when you see those things play out. Now you can say, oh yeah, yeah, I thought about that. But no, I recognize God in that. I recognize God speaking to his people, drawing his people in. And so I want to give God glory for those sins. And man, Lord, you, you mentioned that to me. That just blesses my heart. 
and all types of things. But with so many times we just get running around and we don't become aware of his presence and we miss out on so much more. So we want to experience his presence each and every day. Everybody say amen. amen. All right. Well, I've got some good scripture here to rivet this in. See your heart and, and bring it on home. All right. I'm going to do a little reading here. Romans 15, 13. Talking about the future. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit in us, remember, because he dwells in us, right? Brings forth hope, joy, peace. He sets the stage for the positive. He sets the stage for victory, amen? And if we really dig into it, we already know the victory is ours because Jesus has overcome, right? That's what I want you to hear today. So living in his presence also means living in his power. See, a lot of times we feel like, man, I just, I just, I just can't get going. You know, there's a many a time when I'm getting ready to come here and stayed up late and I got behind last night and everything else. But man, I get refreshed when I get ready to start sharing the Lord. It's something else. They say, you're going to preach today? You're going to do this? Or you need a day off? And they say something about a day off. I go, my lip starts to quit. I mean, I don't mind sharing, but I love some Jesus. I want to be sharing what he's doing, man. Because this right here, when I get the privilege of sharing what God's doing, man, it, it, it just it just turns life in my life. So thank you for the privilege of, of allowing me to share this with you. But let me tell you, he brings joy. He brings peace as you trust in him. As you trust in him. And I love that. With hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. We're not coming up short with Jesus. Amen? Let's keep on going. <laughs> Ephesians 1.13. As you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, when you believed, you were marked with him, in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. You know what? Isn't that something? When you when you date something or uh, you know, get engaged, you put that ring on. You know? promise in your life to each other. Well, God says, I'm going to keep my promise of holding on to you regardless. Because when you call on my name, I've already put that down payment. I've already put that seal on you, in you, and everything else. That's, that's, I'm telling you, that's going to free somebody today. It frees me every day when I think about that. Because anybody ever make some bad choices? Yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody say it once, let's pray for them. <laughs> once a day, once a week. Once. Hey, you know, our life is unfolded. Our life is unfolding all the time. And I want us to understand that God is faithful, even when we're not. I'm not telling you not to be faithful. But I'm telling you when we do miss the mark, run back to God and allow him to do the healing. Trust in him because we have the promise of the Lord living in us. Amen. Look at this, Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think. Let's stop right there. Can you guys come up with some pretty cool ideas for your future? I mean, you think about you say, man, I would like to do this. I would like to go there. And I would like to do all these different things. You can come up with some pretty cool things in your mind, right? He says, nothing's going to compare to what God has for you. Because I'm telling you, just sitting out here sharing things with family and friends, I never thought about that. I never thought about that. And I take it as a great privilege and a great responsibility. But I thank God for the, for the opportunities. I thank God for the opportunities to, to be able to share his word. I thank, you know, for the opportunities to be able to just say, man, Lord, I blew it today. I'm not telling him nothing new. Take me back. He says, I never let you go. Come on now. I never let you go. Prop me back up, Lord, because you know what? I need you. Not only I need you to see where you're at in, in, in the past so I can say, yeah, he was there. God was working. I didn't see it, but God was working there. I got to share something with you. I don't know if I told the Grayson was laughing the other night. 
Grew up in a neighborhood. We had a lot of farm. We did a lot of crazy stuff and everything else. And I had a guy I hadn't seen in a long time. And he says, you're a preacher now, man. That's awesome, isn't it? I said, God don't use anybody. Just tell me about it. And then he put his arm around me. He told me something that just rocked me to this day. It was a few weeks ago. He said, you were always the stable one. <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> he said, you were always the stable one. That means I didn't get caught as much. That's basically what that means. You know? I said, well, you know, God's good. That's all I could say. When somebody said, look, looks at that, they looked at that, and all they said, you were the stable one? Pray for the neighborhood. Amen. But, but see, what I want you to see is this, that God works through all those things. That God will take little and make it much. You know, I really opened up a lot of things here today, but you know, that's, that's what it is. I, you know, make mistakes, you make shortcomings in the past and different things like that. And usually when we associate the past, a lot of times we think about mistakes. There's a lot of good things in our past too. A lot of people that God has placed in our, our path when we look back. Maybe some teachers and some friends and different things. Maybe it's just for a season, but I'm going to tell you what. All those things work together for the good. And, and I'm just grateful for that, you know. When we go to visit Grandma, they go, was the neighborhood always like this? I don't know. Was the houses always that close? I go, I didn't think so. I thought they were real far apart when I was cutting grass. You know, things change. Your perspective changes and stuff. But you know what we really need is not my perspective or your perspective. We need God's perspective. And his perspective is this, that his spirit dwells in each of us who call upon the name of the Lord. Amen? Let's keep on rolling. So, more on our future. Y'all ready for some more good stuff? All right, Jeremiah 29, 11, y'all have heard it many times. Let's apply it to our life today. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future, amen? See, the presence of God in our life reminds us that his plan is the best plan. His plan is the best plan. Would everybody agree that his plan is the best plan? Amen. amen. But we want to drive. Why do we want to drive? We want to say, I know your plan is best, but I'll just do this. And then when we get in the ditch, we go, I need to. Amen. Well, I also know a lot of times we don't understand everything, but that's why I want to give you the truth of God's word to know that we can trust him, to know that we're not alone, to know that God is working all things together for the good. Amen. I said this way, our future as believers, what's that word? Is secure in the hand of almighty God. You know, it's good to know, be secure in something, isn't it? A lot of times we talk about this. You look at finances and stuff, and you're going to be so secure. If I ask somebody this, how much is enough money? I bet you I get a different answer from everybody. You know, how much is enough money? You know, I, I don't know. You know, I, I've spent a lot, you know. It was a lot for me, you know. But what, what, why am I getting on that? I'm just saying, you know, you can only be so secure in money. I get that as I want to. Let's have some fun. You know? <laughs> Don't do that. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Okay. Well, Mom, I hope everything's all right with you. Yes, absolutely. Um, but you know what I was going to say, though? You know, our, our future is secure in the hand of God. I want you to focus on the hand of God. Ready? Say the hand of God. Yeah. All right, let's keep on rolling. Why are we talking about that? Because I love this. When I first got saved, I think that day I got saved, I think I yelled at a lady when I was backing up out of the church parking lot. What are you doing? I'm thinking, what's going on? That's not supposed to happen. Everything's supposed to be right in my life now. I'm never supposed to sin again, right? Wrong. It'd be, it'd be good if it worked that way. But you know what? Look at this right here. So I asked my buddy, I was like, what's going on in my life? He says, uh, what God did is a dumb deal. 
But as you submit your life to him, he's going to work those things out in you. You know, I went one time to a lawyer's office and I had to, I had to go through some different things. And um, I actually worked with worked for this guy. I'll make it fast. Some of y'all heard it, but I'm going to just get to this point. And um, I had to take care of some legal stuff and everything. And he had this terrible thing of cussing. Right? And I'm thinking, you're supposed to be on my team. I'm, you cussing and I'm praying. This is not good. So I'm sitting in his office and I go, I said, I really need your help. And I think that you're the guy I need to talk to in this particular situation. I said, but if you keep cussing, I'm done. You know what he said? He says, well, you're pretty bold. Because see, I work for him during the week. But see, I was hiring him now. I got a choice, right? And I said, and you know what? He said, you don't cuss. I said, I really try not to. I said, that's one of the things the Lord worked in my, in, in my life. Because I know that it's hard to praise the Lord and then be cussing. All right? I'm not talking about behavior. I'm just talking about God started changing my heart. You know what he said to me? Right? He goes, how'd you quit? How'd you quit? Because it became such a habit to him. It just, he didn't realize it. I said, man, I just started seeing how good God was. And I just started talking like he did. And God kept moving that out. He said, that's really interesting. Through that process, I got to witness to that man. It witnessed to that man. It witnessed to that man. And, and it was just amazing. And I hope somewhere along the way, he'll go back and pull from that. Because anybody else, well, I'm not going to let you bash the Lord if I'm hanging out. And we're like, hey, he doesn't have anything to do with this. So, you know, what I'm saying is this. When we start looking at, at being secure in Christ, we need to share that with other people. I didn't put him in the headlock. I didn't say you're no good. I just said, man, I don't think we need to be doing that. There's like, as my wife told me early on, there's got to be about 150 other words you could use besides that. Why are you getting hung up on the words? Because words start charting our future. Our words start setting the pace. You know what? You don't think so? Young child, encourage them. Watch them flourish. Young child, you can't do it right. You can't do it right. Next thing you know, they're not even listening to you. They're doing this. So, why is it so important to listen to what God says? Because he is for us. He is about lifting us up. He, what does he say back here in Jeremiah 29, 11? For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Speak life into your family. Speak life into your friends. Amen? And God's got it covered. Well, look at this. Talking about focusing on the hand of God. He says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Who's the good shepherd? Jesus. Who's the sheep? Me and you, right? I give them eternal life. How long is eternal life? Forever. Eternal, right? Then why, when we blow it, do we think it's only this long or this long? Eternal life. I want you guys to get a grip on that, right? And they shall what? Never perish. I want you to get this. No one will snatch them out of my hand. Are you here today? Are you in the hand of Jesus? How do I get in the hand of Jesus? Ask him to come into your life, forgive you your sin. Lord, I want to walk with you. Forgive me today. I'm making you the Lord of my life. Save me. That's the deal. Because the big deal has already been done. What he's done uh, on the cross. He says, my father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my father's hand. I and the father are one. Now, pull your hand out, Sam. Let's read this here. I'm going to hit it again. And if we do it two or three times, it's going to be all right. First Corinthians 3.16. Do you not know that you are God's temple? And that God's spirit dwells in you. Not only are we in the hand of God, but God is in us. Amen. We have the opportunity to take him everywhere we go. And so when we understand who holds our future, your past doesn't seem to matter, does it? 
Have you ever thought about that? When you really start to understand your future, your past shouldn't make matter as bad when we miss the mark. When you understand who holds your, in, your future, your present situation becomes brighter and the Lord begins to lighten the load. Amen? He takes that and helps us carry it. He's not about us dragging along. See, when we come into the presence of God, I'm going to tell you what, things start changing. Health, right? Wisdom. Fear disappears. All those things change in the presence of God. Because guess what? He starts to work in our life. We start to see whose we are and that we have a future. Amen? And I said, you can rest in the presence and enjoy the life that he's given you. See, so many times we get so busy and we edge God out. We get so uh, worried about the future that you miss what's going on in the present. Amen? I want y'all to hear that. We can get so wrapped up about what's going to happen in five years that you've missed out on everything that God's given you today. And as we know, we're not promised tomorrow, you know? I would say you don't know when you're going, but you can know where you're going. And if you know Jesus, you know you've got an eternal home in heaven. And he said, man, you should get excited about that. Yes, I do get excited about that. Because for 30 years, I didn't know that. I was always like this. Well, man, maybe I'm in today, but maybe I'm out. Maybe I'm in, maybe I'm out. That is not the peace that passes all understanding. And somebody came outside the church walls and said, God loves you. I said, yeah, I know that, but... And he said, there's, there's no buts. There's, there's no buts. He loves you unconditionally, without conditions. Right? No scorecard, man, but he did okay today. It's about 8.9. I guess I love him. No, it's not that. But you know what? We, we say that, but guess what? We start walking through it, and we kind of respond like that. So let the, this message free you that he has plans for your life, that he says, you know what? No one can snatch you out of the Father's hand. I'm going to bring it home with this right here. In his presence, there's what? Life. There's life. Something else I wrote this week, I want to share this with you. I hope that you guys enjoy this. I was praying about this message. I was praying about some of the things that we walked through as a family and friends, a church family this week, and as a community. And it's, it's, been, a, it's been a pretty big impact, amen? It's been, a, it's been a long week, a long couple of weeks. And the Lord, Lord laid this on me, and I just something I wrote down one morning. I said, every season of life has good, bad, happy, and sad. Yet the Lord takes them all and makes an amazing story. I said, today, enjoy the story of your life. Make some memories. Share some smiles and love the Lord. Make, make every page count and every chapter breathtaking. Uh, a breathtaking memory in your book of life. We never know how many pages will be written. But fill each one with love and compassion. Live in his presence. Amen. And with that being said, I pray... You know, something said today, we have a lot of good time here. You know, a lot of times I love to laugh. You know, they said the joy of the Lord is our strength. You know, and that doesn't mean we don't take it serious because we take it really serious. But you know, we also sometimes got to be able to laugh at yourself. Sometimes you got to be able to say, you know what? Why am I all wrapped up around the wheel about this situation? Up against the backdrop of what's going on, up against the backdrop of that cross, it's really not a big deal. What the big deal is, do I know Jesus? That's the first thing. So if you're here today, I want to ask you, do you know Jesus? Do you know Jesus? You say, well, I know about him. I read the Bible. My mom and dad went to church. Didn't ask you that. Didn't ask you about your attendance. Didn't ask you any of those things. I said, do you know Jesus? You said, well, what do you mean by that? I'm asking you, if today was your last day here, do you know for sure that you spent eternal life in the presence of God? I pray that everybody here can say that. I want to ask you to close your eyes and really check your heart. You say, well, buddy, I, I know about that and I've heard about that, but I'm just not sure. That's okay. 
You know what? Maybe that's why you're here today, so that you can know. That you can know. And I, what I want you to know is this, that God's love for you does not change. God's love for you is unconditional. God said, while you were yet sinners, Christ died for you. And he says, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So today, everybody hearing this, maybe on the internet later, or wherever you're at, or whatever you're going through, I want you to know that God is for you. Are you for God? You say, yeah, buddy, I am. How, how, do, I, how do I get right with God? Lord, forgive me of my sin and come into my life. If that's you, pray that right where you're at today. There's no perfect words. It's just giving God right perspective in, in your life. Putting Him first. So if that's you here today, I just want to pray for you. Lord, if there's souls here today that are weary, and souls that are here that may be lost and don't know that they'll spend eternity with you, I ask you to touch their hearts right now. And if that's you today, I ask you to just raise your hand so we can just pray for you. Nobody's going to come where you at or up and down, and we'll keep on rolling. Do you know today that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? And if you don't, all you have to do is ask, Lord, come into my life, forgive me. And if you're here today, you said, man, I've been walking with the Lord a long time, but sometimes I tune him out. Uh, there's things going on in my life I don't understand, but you know what? You're, you're in a great place because we all walk in that. But I want to tell you, as a church family and a church body, we can walk along with you. And you know what? We're all still learning, but we're secure in Christ because of what Jesus Christ did. Today, Lord, I ask you to bring our family close together to be a mirror of Christ, to see the needs of others, Lord, and put ours aside and walk with them. Lord, I pray that through the presence of the Holy Spirit in us, that we understand that God dwells in us. And Lord, we are secure in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Absolutely. Absolutely.